broadcasting live. Weekday mornings, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Good morning, Fun Seekers. How are you? It's a Friday, one of our favorite days, because we get to watch cartoons in the morning. No. I can remember when I was a kid, and we, we got to watch cartoons on Saturday morning. Uh, uh, we didn't get to watch a lot of television because there wasn't a lot of television. Mickey Mouse Club, that was great. Anyway, so we got to watch Little Rascals and Sky King. I remember all these guys and Superman and, Superman, and who were some of the other guys? Superman and Roy, oh, uh, the Lone Ranger and the Little Rascals, my favorite. So we got to do that on Saturday mornings and we always woke up like really early just to wait to seven o'clock. So, so I need professional help if I'm thinking about 50 years ago. So maybe, 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 maybe Hannah Walzeiser, Walzeiser can help me. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning, Patrick. It's good to be with you. Yes, you look great, sweetie. You look good. I like your little dress. Your little blue is vibrant. Vibrant blue. <laughs> Hannah is, uh, is uh, with us uh, today. She was here last week. We had such a good time on Friday. We invited her back, and she's here to help uh, keep me on a short leash because uh, girls can do that, you know. That's their job. <laughs> and uh, Hannah works uh, through a little government program to help folks do things. Uh, is that, uh, how would you describe it? Is that, does that work? Like you work with people? Social, the social work social, that I do? Yeah, social work, yeah. You do yeah, I work, I work locally in, uh, in the county that I live. I'm contracted with children and youth. Lancaster County, I'm the great state of Pennsylvania. That dog. You got it. You got it. Right there. Hannah also does uh, personal coaching. And uh, I asked her if she would, uh, if I could do a session with her and fix me. And she said, well, that would cost way too much for you, Patrick. So that's <laughs> <laughs> not going to work. But I try. You know, I, I, I try. She said, no, you can't afford that. Uh, <laughs> it's not about fixing, Patrick. I know. I know. Well, I just use that term because we all want to be fixed, right? Fix me. Fix me. Um, If you'd like to join the show, guess what? The phone lines are working. Yay. So call us. want to be on the air. 888-663-6386. The email, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. This has been two months, Hannah. So I, I kept thinking, you know, I kept asking God, well, what's this about? I mean, you know, how did I create two months worth of no phone karma? I mean, what's that about? And I, I kept asking and asking. I finally came to the conclusion it was just to help me to learn patience, mm. you know, to not be too feisty, you know. Because every time I called them, I'd have to work on not being feisty, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a challenge. I think the lessons of patience we get in our life are um, huge. They're the hardest ones sometimes. (laughs) Really, the huge one. Yeah, that's the only thing I could come up with. Either that or I used to cut telephone wires when I wasn't supposed to in a past life or something, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Telephone karma, you're doing (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Do you work out any karma in your life, Hannah, this week? Any? Uh, <laughs> karma unwinding for you? Sure. 
I'm not sure I want to publicly comment on the well, okay, well, you don't have to. Back. But. <laughs> I have to take inventory tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, I see. You can analyze your week and see how much karma you burn through. Mm. No, there is definitely something to that. Oh, yeah. Well, we had a, a very popular show this past week with Dr. Tom Cowan. And uh, wow, the result, man, like cabillions of hits on BitChute and people were saying, what a great show. He was just uh, on fire. Did you did you have a chance to listen to that? Yeah, it, it's so meaty. There's like so much in what he said and so much good, rich material. So it was fun and fun to listen. Like I just enjoyed it. Did your head explode at some of the... Uh, the things he put out there that we believe to be true that he says are not. Did, did. Yeah, because it's still, I mean, it is, it is hard to think about, um, you know, viruses and all these things not really being a cause for illness. I mean, I think we've all been conditioned, you know, to some degree to, to believe that and to think that that's not, that doesn't exist. Um, you know, I'm still sitting with that. Like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> That changes a lot of things, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're sitting with you, just coming around. You're thinking about it, kind of maybe coming around to the idea that these people know what they're they're talking about. These no virus people. I mean, it's definitely possible. We've been conditioned and programmed with so many things, you know, and so many aspects of life. So, but yeah, I like to think that the whole medical system, like the basis of it is kind of a fallacy that's a big deal that's like a lot to chew on yeah i i would think for most people you know i think that's a lot <laughs> and how about you how about hannah like what do i think personally yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um i think honestly i'm still sorting it out i do think that there are um i mean i think there's something to what he's saying like i, I believe what he's saying when he's saying it like it's uh, compelling, you know, what he's sharing. But then it's hard to think of, you know, like an acute condition that we might have. And I was thinking about this um, when I was listening to his interview, like, let's say a urinary tract infection, right? So someone has one of them and they're in acute pain and they're like really suffering. And to think that, you know, like, like how would you explain what the cause of that is and how to fix it? Because nobody wants to just go home with that and you know, be with whatever, you know what I'm saying, and be with those symptoms. Um, so in the context of diseases like cancer and things like that, I can, it's a little easier for me to get on board versus like acute things, if that makes sense. Sure. Would you like to hear their explanation and what they teach of why that works? Yes. Uh, so Cowan and all of them, I think there's about 20 that are really out there, Hannah, around the world. Uh, that are talking about this and saying, show me the virus, right? Is their contention is, and so far the evidence support what they're saying because nobody has been able to prove otherwise, which is mm -hmm. interesting, you know, is that we, we take in toxins, chemicals, toxins in the food, in the air, in the water, and then we have toxic thoughts worry and angst and fear, 
and all this stuff, right? Electromagnetic fields are part of it. Um, lack of sunshine, lack of exercise, bad food, and you add all these things together, and their contention is, is this is what causes damage to the tissues. And the tissues could get damaged in anywhere. The lungs, right? In the bladder, urinary tract. Um, anywhere in the body. And generally, they correspond with a different emotion. As in Chinese medicine, um, you have anger for the liver. So if you're a real angry dude or dudette and all these things are going on, it's very possible you could damage tissues in the liver. Right? Um, stomach is um, worry and angst. Um, bladder, I think is bladder is when you're pissed off, you know, and you're pissed off. <laughs> It'll go to the bladder. So, I like that. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Telephone company, you know. So, um, so then what happens is, according to this work is that viruses and bacteria and fungus, they're there to clean up parasites. They're there to clean up the, the tissues that are damaged. They're the body's repair system, just like cholesterol is, to patch up the inflammation in the arteries, right? Same idea. So that's when you have a urinary tract infection or a sore throat or what they call um, pneumonia, when the bacteria is trying to clean up the damaged tissue. Say if you have a lot of grief and then you have all this toxic things going on, something has to clean that up, otherwise you'll just continue to not be able to breathe. That makes sense? So the bacteria mm-hmm. comes in, <clears throat> say let's take pneumonia, it's a perfect example. person has a hard time breathing, that hurts, they get sick, they get a fever, and the fever is trying to burn up the tissues, right? That's what a fever is. The body gets heated, so it tries to burn up the tissues. That's why the body gets a fever. And mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing to have a fever. The body's working. <clears throat> so then what happens, excuse me, is that folks go to the doctor because, you know, I'm going to die here. I can't breathe. And the doctor is in the other model, viruses, bacteria, and that's an infection in the lungs. So they give an antibiotic. Take this antibiotic. And the person feels better in a couple days because it kills the bacteria that are trying to heal the body. Mm. It stops the healing process. So they feel better. But the, de- the lungs are still damaged because the bacteria didn't get a chance to go through their whole their whole thing mm-hmm. their whole process and in the case of elderly people who are weak very weak oftentimes in my opinion I'm just making this up if they wouldn't give the, the antibiotic they could die mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that they're in, it doesn't mean the bacteria is trying to kill them the bacteria is really trying to help them So the same thing with the urinary tract infection. You could take an antibiotic, it'll stop the, the hurt, but um, the damaged tissue's gonna still be there and you'll, it'll probably come back. 
don't know if you've noticed, but people with UTI, it keeps coming back a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever talked to people. It'll come back every three, four months. And that's the reason because they don't let it, they don't go through the pain to get to the, let it heal. They take something, usually an antibiotic. So that's the basic premise with there is no virus and bacteria, that they are our friends. But we are agreeing that bacteria exist then. We're just saying that they're actually a positive thing. Am oh, I, am oh, I saying that? Oh, they're there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can do mm-hmm. blood and take a, take a, you know, thing on a culture. wound. Culture. Sure, they're there. There's no doubt about it. The, the, the medical people kind of just think it, they're bad. So let's kill them. I wonder if some of that has to do with our lifestyle here. I mean, if you think of someone like, let's say someone had pneumonia or a UTI, and then the doctors, you know, if we approached it in the way that you're describing, mm-hmm. and we're like, you really just need to go home and rest and let your body. I mean, I, I guess I'm understanding that that would be the cure then to just go home and rest and let your body do what it's doing. But when somebody, you know, like I have to go to work tomorrow, like I can't take off a week to see what's going to happen here. <laughs> like, do you think, do you think our lifestyle here in the West plays into the way medicine totally. like build to- itself? Totally. People want to go to the doctor because they give an antibiotic and they feel better. And this is so ingrained, Hannah, I think in our culture, that's why people do it. I mean, people will go to the, uh, the doctor when they get the flu and we think that's, that's a detox and they give an antibiotic and, Antibiotics don't even work on viruses anyway, but the doctors give it to them because the people feel better. They do this mm-hmm. all, all the time, yeah. But yeah, yeah, people think I gotta go to work and they're not gonna sit around and say, well, I'm just gonna let my body to heal, even if they knew the information, which they don't, most of them don't, right? They, mm-hmm. think, they, they think there's something's trying to eat them. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. And our whole culture is built around this model. Go to the doctor, we'll fix you, you can go back to work. Do you think then if someone, like let's say someone did have a UTI, like would the recommendation be to maybe go see an acupuncturist or a reflexologist sure. to work on these pressure points? Would that be a solution? Totally. Herbs. Um, maybe there's a food that you're eating that's uh, activating, you know, the bladder, the urinary tract. You could, you know, all kinds of reasons. Exactly. Um, and you can do all that stuff too to help the body heal. But they just help the body heal, right? The herbs, they don't really go in there and kill some bacteria like people think. The herbs support the body to eat up the damaged tissue. So they got certain herbs for urinary tract and bladder, right? Um, um, What's the one for liver? The famous one for liver. Do you know that one? The stinging nettle? Are you thinking, thinking uh, yeah, about that? Uh, yeah. Um, dandelion, dandelion root. Dandelion also. root and all those things. That's right. So it just helps the body to to detox and clean things up. It's pretty cool. So then I guess I, I'm just thinking about this as you're talking. Is there, I, I don't know if he touched on this during his um, interview or not, but what about like this psycho, not psychology, um, like the alkaline and uh, acidity in the body? Is that is that what we're talking about with nutrition and, and maybe even thoughts and feelings? I don't know if that changes the alkaline oh, and that, acidity. Oh, that changes everything, right. And yeah. we talked about it, remember, in the show with Dr. Mm-hmm. Cowan. That's number one. Number one, I think, yeah. Number one. 
You know, I don't know if you've heard Adam Bergstrom. He's on our show. He's on twice yeah. a month. He's out of control, crazy. But he he's done so much research. And, you know, I think he's been around over 80 years and um, five wives. You know, he's just, he's just a handful. But mm-hmm. he's written books about it, uh, e-books about it, that the entire acid alkaline thing is just, it's just another one of those made up things. And Cowan, Cowan and these people believe the same thing. You know, hmm. remember um, they had a book out there, um, alkalize, alkalize or die or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And people got this whole thing about 20 years ago. Well, alkalinity is good and acid is bad. And if you're too acid, you'll get cancer. And if you're too alkaline, and then people, bought alkaline water machines and they did all this stuff and take their urine pH and it turns out it's just all made up. It's just all chasing some some ghost boogeyman, you know, because the body is always trying to stay in balance, right? So if you take a urine pH thing and take your urine pH throughout the day, it's going back and forth all the time. The body's, Actually. Yeah, the body's always trying to make uh, make balance. And I mean, I used to do it 20 years ago. We would take our urine thing and think, well, Oh, it's acid, so I got to eat more vegetables. And we, you know, it's just. <laughs> I really believed in that person. Well, we all did, sweetie. We all did. That was working for me over here. Even if it was placebo, I'm telling always, you it was working. Of course it'll work for you. If you believe it, man, it's going to work. You just keep doing that your whole life. I'm going to pee on that thing and find out when I'm too acid or too alkaline. Yeah, and even the cancer people, they'll tell you that there are various forms of cancer that some if you're gonna if you're gonna play around with nutrients that some will grow more or actually become more aggressive if you get too alkaline or get too acid. There's it's tricky business. Yeah. Adam talks a lot about that and and um, he's got ebooks on his website where you can read read about this stuff and I think he's got one called Acidifier Die is the one that he wrote an ebook. <laughs> to check it out just because <laughs> just because just because hey our phone lines are open hey Hayes for horses our phone line are open is open I can talk Patrick at one radio network.com Patrick at one radio network.com and then the phone line 888-663-6386 wasn't that interesting about um with Cowan on the entire model of DNA, him explaining how that came to being. Wasn't that fascinating? Whoa. Can you imagine all these scientists and all these people and all these white coats and huge things and you know doing the whole DNA thing? And it turns out some guy on a computer 40 years ago just made it up. Just made it up. <laughs> we have no idea if that... You know the strands and the DNA. It's just, it's just all kabuki theater. I mean, what are we doing here on Earth anyway? We have no idea. <laughs> but I think you know maybe, and I I don't know if the intent is to. I can't. I mean, I don't know if the intent has been to lie and mislead. But I do think that human beings, we need to some degree like stories to understand you know, to make sense of everything. So maybe maybe a little bit of it is rooted in that. Maybe that's just me not wanting to think that people oh, intentionally... No. I agree with you. I don't, think, the whole world. I don't think these people are bad people at all. No, I think they're scientists and 
they make a living writing papers and they, they, they do these papers and they draw a lot of conclusions without any kind of studies or proof. That's what mm-hmm. happened with the virus thing. There was a fellow by the name of Enders, I think it was in the 50s, he wrote this seminal pipe paper on virology and these people have proven that it was just wrong. He didn't have any studies, he didn't have any double-blind studies, he didn't have any proof, he didn't have any, any control groups, which you've gotta have. To, you know, mm-hmm. to prove something, you have to have different control groups and placebo, and, and you know, and, and you gotta do it. Otherwise, you're just making assumptions, you know? And that's not science. Right, they're just theories, right? The okay. DNA theory. Maybe they should just call everything a theory, like that's the a, virus isn't theory. That what, isn't that what DNA Cowan theory. called it? Uh, unproven hypothesis is what he said on the show, something like that. An unproven mm-hmm. hy- hypothesis. <laughs> it's no wonder that YouTube doesn't let us on it anymore. I mean, you know, Wow, the whole thing is built on this, right? The whole medical model is built on all of these theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much of life, perhaps, really. Yeah. Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. What did you all think of uh, um, Town Cowan? Did you uh, listen to the show or watch it on BitChute? Let us know what you think or what we're talking about. Why don't you you join us. Lancaster County. Do you, do you guys have the, you can see the Amish people drive down with their buggies and everything in, where you live? It's it's sure to happen while we're on the air. It happens. I have an Amish farm just a couple of houses down. I actually buy like produce and stuff from oh, them. Cool. I can walk there. Yeah, so there's always buggies and they use the bikes that don't have pedals because they don't <laughs> use pedals yeah. on their bikes. <laughs> they don't even use pedals. How do they? How do they move the bikes? It's just like a, like a scooter. Like you just foot pedal. Um, this like I, I guess it's considered a bike, but it's more like a bike and a scooter mixed together. So it's it's unique, you know. And there's different kinds of buggies and stuff. <laughs> are you are you near uh, Bird in Hand, Pennsylvania? Do you know? Where Amos um, Miller that's, lives? That's like, yeah, that's about like 30, 35 minutes away from where I am. You're pretty close. I mean, that's nothing. Right? Whoa. Yeah. Have you ever been down there? Yeah. Yeah. Is it a neat place? Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of Amish down that way. You know, kind of on the southern end, it's even more. So, um, oh. yeah, it's if you've never been. Is there Amish like around where you live? No. I don't know. No. Okay. Texans, we have trucks. We have four trucks here around here. All right. <laughs> because there are some places that I don't think there's going to be Amish. And I and then uh, I go it? there and I'm like, oh, there's Amish here too. Yeah, I think there's a few places in Texas where they kind of landed and people talk about yeah. it. I've never, yeah, here we just do four trucks and, you know, stuff like that. Beer, beer and four <laughs> trucks. <laughs> do you drive a truck, Patrick? I, I have one. I don't drive it very often, only when I want to carry something around. I have a, 96 Chevy truck got like 412 miles or something. It's 4,000, I mean, 400,000. And it just keeps running, you know, just keeps running. But it's good to have it, you know, you take things at the dump or you want to get some dirt or haul something around. They're kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Got to have a truck here in Texas. One of our favorite sayings in Texas, Hannah, is, I thought I'd st- I thought I told you kids to stay in the truck. 
thought I told you kids to stay in the truck. Uh, <laughs> boy, it's hot here. We, it's been like 95 degrees here. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All week. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Is that normal for this time of year for you guys? No, it, it's a little early to be doing the 95 thing, so I hope it's not a <laughs> global warming <laughs> that's going to entrap us. Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Email Patrick at one radio network dot com. We've been getting some really fun um, uh, emails, and we'll start reading some of these guys. Did you come loaded with anything that you wanted to just kick around this morning, Mister Mister Walliser, or you just a free free jelly bean right now? Oh, we can we can talk about reality. We can. Talk oh, that's right. That. Yeah, you wanted to. Yeah, let's do. That's fun. That's fun. Because <laughs> we were talking about, re, uh, yeah, give, give them a little recap of how we got to reality. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's something you and I have kind of been discussing, but it did come up in last week's show. And yeah. you were saying that reality is, you know, whatever is, and please correct me if that's I'm right. saying this wrong, but it's whatever is kind of true for you is is what your reality is. I That's what I took away from what you said. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if that was, is that a correct way of saying it? Or would you like to add or subtract anything? Oh, I mean, it's close enough. I just believe that whatever we think and believe to be true, you know, in our consciousness, I I believe in this, I believe in that, I don't believe in that, is our reality. And this Mm -hmm. is how we create reality, through projecting it. And that's our reality. And there is no other reality other than that unless we jump into it. So that's my, mm-hmm. that's the way I live and what I believe the way it works. Mm-hmm. It's kind mm-hmm. of, kind of, it's kind of dogmatic, hardcore, but. Yeah, well, to each, to each their own. Um, I think that, I think what I struggle with is I do feel like there is a reality that cannot, that I guess I would say is like the truth, like reality, yeah. Um, I mean, I think truth is in accordance with reality or fact. So I think there we're all living in a reality, like all of us collectively. You're, but you're, I think your reality, Hannah's reality, and Patrick's reality. But you, if I hear you, you're saying there, there, there has to be an ultimate truth other than your reality and my reality. Right. right. Which, which is what? I, which? Well, that's what I'm saying is reality. So there's a. There, but what I feel is different is that with when it, within that larger reality that we're all in, we have our own experience, perceptions, and perspectives that kind of create our experience within that reality, and those are very, very different. So, um, so I kind of think about it like this. So if if ten of us went to a Bruce Springsteen concert, let's which go. I would, I would never do that. But let's just say, <laughs> okay, all right. Let's say ten of us decided to go, right? Okay. And then you you talk to those ten people when they came back, and you say, well, you know, what was that like for you? And and some people might say, oh, you know, I really noticed like the the songs he was playing. Someone else might say, I really noticed, you know, all the different people that were there. Or someone might notice what the temperature was like, or you know, different things are going to stick out for different people. But I think we have to be able to agree that we went to the concert right. and that, that we were all there. Right. And so I, I think that that's what I'm struggling with a little bit when we're saying like, well, 
you know, if our reality is just whatever we decide it to be, and we're not going to agree on there being this absolute idea that opens up in my mind, a lot of problems, like, and, and we could even take that into gender or some of those, you know, transgender issues. What is a woman? What is a man? Well, if, if our reality is subjective and it's whatever we want it to be, and there's not really a, a definition anymore, then I think we lose the ability to understand like everything around us to some degree. Does that make sense? I hear, that's a lot. No, no, it's good. <laughs> you you uh, explained it very well. And it's, it's a absolute um, universal perception, what you, what you have. And that's mm-hmm. why my reality and my perception is so totally off the wall because um, very few people agree with the way I see it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. let's go to Bruce Springsteen again. So we have 10 people and they all had a different experience. So they, had a, they all had a different reality, even though they were at one place. But then who would be the person to tell you what the the absolute truth of the concert was other than what the 10 people experienced? Well, I don't think it's about that. I think it's just about agreeing that. No, I understand. But I, I want to try to I want to try to look at your argument and kind of pick it apart here. All so, of those experiences are true. Right. But we all went to the concert to experience them. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. No, 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 you're doing good. No. But you see, there's no, in my opinion, there's no entity that is there looking at the Bruce Springsteen reality other than the 10 people. Um, So in other words, we're kind of looking for an idea. Well, what was the real actual truth of the Bruce Springsteen, right? And then people have 10 different realities. And there is no absolute truth because the only reality is yours. <laughs> that goes back to my argument. The only reality is yours and the other nine people that were there. Mm-hmm. But if you could really, if people could really get to this thing, to me, and it's the most amazing, freeing thing because there's absolutely nothing else that can change a reality. And give you something that you don't want and let you buy into it. Which is, which I think that's the way it works. Well, let me ask you this. (laughs) Because I, you know, I grew up in a really kind of conservative um, household, a pretty, I think, conservative part of the world. Um, And there was a lot of, I think a lot of, you know, just, I don't want to say stereotypes, but let's just say I grew up in a very religious kind of strict uh-huh. home and area. And I think that influenced my, the way I viewed the world and reality. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, um, as I grew up, I was like, I need to get challenged and talk to as many other people from as many other places to help me gain a more clear perspective on, on what the world is. So if I'm living in an area where there's not many different races and we all kind of do the same thing and nobody really challenges the status quo, that's probably not an accurate picture of the universe that I'm living in. So I want to be exposed. And, and as I was exposed to other things, two things happened. One, some of the values that maybe I was given 
were, um, what's the word I want to use? I can't think of the words escaping me. That's right. Like, uh, <laughs> some of the values you were given were too hardcore or strict that, that way. No, they kind of validated some of those things, but my, my perspective expand, expanded through that experience, if that makes sense. And it did change the way I viewed the world. And it changed the way I showed up in the world because I realized there was more to it than just what I was experiencing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I think I think there's a gift in in our reality being able to be changed. So even like if we're talking about the stuff that Dr. Cowan's saying, and I'm saying, wow, like I always, as kind of like a health person myself was always using a lot of these foundational things that I thought like alkaline and acidity and you know all of this viruses, stuff and was viruses, I was supporting myself through that um but now my reality is being challenged maybe by hearing like okay that doesn't exist but to me that's helping me like change my filter for a positive way do you know sure. what you're like you were saying like you don't want anyone to cha change your reality or is that what you're saying no one can change it or something well the, the only way somebody could change it is if i jump into their reality and mix it up with them and then agree to change it which is fine mm -hmm. which is fine mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um and which i think what we're doing is so unique because these kind of conversations don't go on in our in the matrix because nobody not very few people are willing to go back and forth and have the conversation we're having. That's why we, I wanted you to come on the show with us because mm -hmm. I thought we, we, because now people are just saying, no, this is the way it is. No, this is the way it is. No, this is the way it is. Now this is the way it is. So they got their own little realities and they're not, they're not willing to get into the other reality and kind of talk about it. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's abortion, you know, pro-life, pro whatever, you know, trans, no trans, global warming, no global climate. You know, that's all. That's what we got going, right? Republican, Democrat. It's just a mess because, you know, mm -hmm. um, so if two people get together, they can create a, a new reality for themselves and, and join together. And they can do their own little reality and have support. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? But keep going. With yeah, no, going. I... I, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down there. What well, we're putting down? Okay. Putting, <laughs> I love when you say that. I, I asked her the other day if she wanted to do something. She goes, well, I'm down for that. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I like that. I just, I'm down for that. I haven't used that term. She's just a hippie girl in Lancaster County. Uh, Hannah uh, Waldeiser is uh, with us on Fridays, and it is uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Or call. The phone lines are working. 888 so let's keep going. So, okay. So how about this idea? <clears throat> let's say that two people come together and they all got these same ideas, right? About uh, global warming. Or they're just really, they're really click, you know? And, but they don't agree on everything, but they just decided, let's just get together, have babies, and we're going to go to the country, make babies, and live off the grid, and we're not going to do TV and we're just going to create our own reality, right? Mm -hmm. And they do that. And they don't go on the internet. They don't do anything. They just make babies, eat, make pizza, wood-burning stove, off-the-grid animals, whatever they do. They just they create an entire life for themselves. And they do this for 50 or 60 years. 
And this is their reality. So, did the other realities even exist while they were doing theirs? Like other lifestyles? Well, no, just everything. You know, wars, politics, all the stuff you go on the internet, disease, I mean, petulance, you know, uh, starvation, world hunger. Did they even, okay, well, did they exist? Why our, our fantasy couple are living their reality over a hundred years? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I don't know if I believe everything on the internet to be true. Of course. What's no, but I'm just, but yes. I'm just yes, saying. Absolutely. I think so, yes. So, I would argue that those realities don't even exist for them because they didn't go into them. And mm. a, a reality cannot become alive until you go into it. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't get alive. It's just it's there. Well, this is my whole spiritual work and and this is really the way it works. These realities exist, but until we say oh, I wonder what's going on in politics, then you're in that reality and you can spend as much time as you want there if you want or choose not to. And then for you, it doesn't exist until you say, well, what about that? Then you're back in it. What about this? You know, what about, wait a minute, what about germs? Well, then you're back in there. But if you stay focused on your reality, though there's no germs, nothing can hurt me. Can anything hurt you? So you're saying we kind of step in and out. We can step in and out of these all the time. based on we, the thought processes. We do all the time, sure. Mm -hmm. We do all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do all the time. Mm -hmm. We do all the time. Just like uh, you, you you have three kids, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. I do. Teenagers. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you're a strong girl, boy. I've got three teenagers. <laughs> and they have their own reality, but you love them and care for them, and... You guys mix up your realities all the time and you do fine. You jump in and out and you ask them about what they think and what you think and uh, you don't try to, hopefully you don't try to convince them of anything and uh, I don't know if you do or not, but you know what I mean? So you guys have created your own little reality at your home and um, it's just the way it works it, and you get to create whatever reality you work with, you want with your child, right? You can choose to fax them or take them to the doctor, whatever. Um, but you don't have to. You can create whatever reality you want. You can come to the mm -hmm. point, well, there's no germs, kid, so we're done. You know, just teach them about that. And if they buy into it, well, then that's their reality and that's what they get. <laughs> this is going to be a fun conversation to have with them just to yeah, see that's gonna be Yeah, that's going to be good, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, so then, I, go ahead. yeah. Go, uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I guess I'm just thinking about it then in terms of because I uh, of absolute truth, like that there is a sun in the sky, right? That's truth. We can we see it. We know that it's functioning. We know we can see the effects of it. So no one can deny that there's a sun, right? We so see I it. guess like how how does that apply to when you for you with what you're saying and thinking about reality and then the idea of truth or being there being an absolute truth that everyone shares or you're just saying that's not a thing i i think the only absolute truth is love mm -hmm. and god and we are the absolute truth carriers 
So I think our job here is to realize that we are spiritual beings and that we get to do whatever we want as long as we don't mess with people. I think this is what this reality is about. And we, I think we are the absolute truth. We are the world, as Michael Jackson. We are the world. We are the... That's exactly what I thought when you said that. <laughs> we are. Did you think about that? Yeah. That's why I love yeah. that song. We are the world. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I think it's such a big one for most people when people like, well, myself, Bruce Lipton, and other people talk about this. Stefan Lanka, he's talking about this now. And, and other people. I, Cowan, too. I haven't talked to Cowan about it, but I know he's, he's there. Of course... But it's a big one because we've we've been uh, probably had lifetimes to think that we are separate from God, and God's reality is the truth. So I just want to know what God God put out there, and then I want to look at it and see how I interact with that. And um, the quantum physicists will tell you that it's not even possible to look at something without affecting it. Have you ever heard that? Like you, yes. you cannot go. You know, did the tree make a sound in the in the Amazon forest when it falls if no one's there? You heard that one? That's an interesting mm-hmm. question. And I would mm-hmm. say no, until somebody's there to hear the sound, it's just, well, it's not there. And you say, well, wait a minute, if I go there, I can hear it. Well, yeah, well, then you're, you're, you're you know, you're part of the, you're part of the, the that reality and you hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the tree falls to the ground and bounces off your drum. Oh yeah, well, there's a sound. But what if you're not there? Are you going to hear it? Does it does it exist if you're not there? Not until you go there. Mm. I know it seems weird. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that a big jump to say, well, wait a minute. No, that's what you're talking about. There is an absolute truth without you and I, and I'm saying I don't think there is. Mm. I, this, I didn't know it was Brain Buster Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, can I use oh. that one? Okay, Brain Buster Friday. That's so <laughs> funny. See, your head is exploding. This is good. You know, we like to say you can always try duct tape. You know, it's good. You just wrap your head with duct tape, <laughs> and your head won't explode. So, what do you think about this, folks? Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Let's see. Oh, that's for something else. Somebody looking for a probiotic ghee. Um, oh, I don't think we have any emails yet on reality. If you want to join the show, but don't don't you think it's cool to know that that you're in control of your life to get to do whatever you want as long as you don't mess with anybody? Isn't that a, is that attractive to you? Are we talking about like the idea of free will when you say that? Yeah, I'm free, free will's in there. We always are making choices about what we think and believe, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you say the question again? Sure. <laughs> Please. Sure. I really like you. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I like the way you said that. Can you say the question? Um, do you think that is really cool, fantastic, well, whatever word, to know that you and I have the ability, even though we get a little bonkers, to create the life that we want, and that's our reality by what we choose with our free will. 
Isn't that kind of yeah. exciting? Man. Yeah, that, that's, that is exciting. That, you mean, that's, that's everything for me. It's like, whoa, okay. There's nobody there to no. say no. God's not there saying, no, you can't do that, Patrick. Last time I checked. No, I think that is really cool. I think that there are people in different um, boxes that would find that oh, hard to yeah. get. Yeah. You know, let's say like different like socioeconomic classes of people might not feel like they have the ability to to make different choices necessarily. You know what I'm? Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, um, yeah, on, absolutely. Yeah. But the yeah. only person that matters is you. Mm-hmm. I know that seems narcissistic. Because we can't change anybody else's reality. I mean, that's 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 actually breaking the rules, right? When you try to bust somebody else's reality, right? No, no, you can't abort a baby, or you, or you, whatever, or you can't do this, or you, you can't change your sex, or you know, then you're going into somebody else's reality and telling them what to do, and that's not cool. That's bad karma. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I and I was. Um, kind of um, touched on a little bit. By the way, our phone number, come and join us, 888-663-6386. Hannah Wallizer is with us. And I was thinking about that with this whole gen- transgender thing. And I, it's really helped me to be a little softer on these people when I really thought about it, you know? Because I, oh, I watched the video. Remember the video that we watch, What is a Woman? Sweetie? Yeah, last yeah. week, yeah. What yeah. is a woman? Mm-hmm. And they kept showing these trans kids who were totally, you could tell they were in, they just weren't happy. You know, you could tell. I mean, look at their eyes and they were just trying to prove that they were a girl because they thought they were. And it was it was hard to watch some of that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But the one thing that struck me was they, every now and then they would say, well, this is my reality. This is my reality, and you can't change my reality. And I think where they're making their mistake is they want people to accept their reality. And mm-hmm. who cares? That's where, they're, that's where they're making the mistake. Just do your reality. If you want to be a girl, I mean, I think it's a little strange. I think there's boys and girls, but that's just me. It's not my business what they do. you know. And I think this is where they've got off track. They want people to call them by their pronouns and they want people to accept and they go on talk shows and they're trying to prove that they're a girl or a boy and they're getting in all kinds of trouble because of it and all kinds of pushback and, and all kinds of, and they're going to create a situation in my opinion where they're just, they're going to get so separate from other people that they're going to be like um, really outcast and there's going to be this whole trans reality probably living in cities on their own you know what i mean kind of dystopian idea oh that's where all the trans live you don't want to go there because you see how what i'm saying that they're creating they could be creating a reality that's not going to be fun for them because they're going to have so many people pushing back on them and the reason people are pushing back on them is because they're pushing on other people to agree that they can do this and if they if they really Think they're a girl? Well, then let it go. You know, if you want somebody else to agree that you're a girl, then you're in trouble. Because, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, who cares what other people think? 
Well, I think you're bringing up a whole nother thing there with, um, you know, acceptance and then validation, because I think they're searching for some type of validation in that acceptance and uh, they're searching for that acceptance externally. And, uh, in, you know, in my opinion, acceptance comes from inside, you know, we accept ourselves right. and we're not concerned with uh, necess- I mean, for myself, that's part of my wellness <laughs> is that, yes, it'd be great if if everyone accepted me, but that's just not, that doesn't happen. You know, you're not the cup of tea for everybody <laughs> and that's okay, but I accept myself. And so that's where my, fa- that's my foundation. And I don't necessarily need the validation of, of outside people to affirm that for me. So I think then we're opening up a whole nother can of worms with, with that. Yeah. Well said. And I, I think that they, they're not totally sure that they're okay with this because it's different and they just mm-hmm. thought about it and I want to be a girl. Okay. And I think they want validation. And people do that with religion too. You know, I've known a lot of Christians that, you know, they believe in the whole Jesus thing and son and sin and, and going to hell. And that's fine. If you want to believe that, I, I don't have any problem with that. But they want to convince sometimes, not all, other people that this is the truth and it's possible they want to do that because they're not too sure if they're right and they want validation. You know? mm. And people do that with the germ theory too. I mean, I'm surprised how many people, rather than just, it's just so curious, rather than just saying, wow, is that possible that there's no germs trying to kill me or eat me? Maybe I'll go with that and see if that's true. I'll just see if that's true. I don't believe it, I, but I'm just going to go with a possibility, right? The possibility. Maybe I won't do antibiotics or whatever, and just explore it, look at it. Maybe that's true. But rather than do that, most people that I've met, they will argue that there's a germ. They're trying to get validation for what they believe. Uh, why would you want to argue that something can hurt you? I mean, I think that's really dysfunctional, you know. God love them. Why would you want, wouldn't you want to argue that nothing can hurt me? I mean, if you have your choice, what would you pick? <laughs> I, I think these these ideas that people are defending, you know, the reason that they're defending them and maybe just as... Um, there's as much energy behind that as there is the people that are opposing them is because that it it's the the depth and of the conditioning uh patrick you know you're talking about no one's ever challenged these ideas out loud you know to some degree we're not even allowed to say it in a public way now because then we're censored if we say well i don't think that's true anymore and then you know our jobs are on the line and you know they're going to cut us off and so <laughs> there, there there's a whole nother problem right right there but i think you know for most people that's a fear-based thing to to question things like that that have been ingrained in us and when i think about my own evolution as a person and i'm certainly not done yet um where where i've landed at this point in my life it took time for me to step away from from traditions and the programming and and the conditioning of certain things and and say you know is that true for me um and that was not to say that i don't think there is truth but it it, you know is that the way i'm going to live my life according to that um and i think that's a process i think that's a process for many people yeah yeah um I think people are going through that with a, with a, with a lot of things, you know. Just, whew, man, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's some things being scrambled, like and cracked <laughs> open and scrambled and yeah. Big questions to ask. Well, I think you just go down to Amos Miller's place and just, you know, pony up on food and just, you know, let, don't think about anything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you get, did you get some of his, uh, Meats and meat and stuff like that. No, but there are um, Amish along the road that oh, sell uh, meat and all kinds of things. There's so much um, locally within, you know, my fingertips that it, I'm very thankful for that. You know, they they the government came in and they told him that he couldn't uh, um, sell his meats to. Uh, the internet anymore yeah i remember hearing about that actually i had a friend tell me about that and uh yeah that's wild right i mean really come on (laughs) yeah oh man they're gonna shut us all down (laughs) (laughs) i think they're gonna drive us to the woods where we're gonna have our little fantasy thing we talked about you know to live The freedom powwows are coming. <laughs> the freedom powwows are coming. This is one radio network.com with Anna Walliser. I'll get your name pretty soon. Every now and then I trip up on it. And it's a triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six email Patrick one radio network.com. Let's do a, a little thing here and uh, talk about some of the ways that we promote ourselves. We really appreciate your donations. They've, they've stepped up since, uh, we went through our little um, uh, fundraising thing, and and um, what was that about a month ago, a month and a half ago? So, if you would like to uh, donate to our website, um, and the reason we we asked uh, uh, if you'd like to do that is because the model that we created in two thousand eight, promoting products and just getting um, a um, commission on it, it's not working anymore. I don't. Uh, Things changed. Things changed. And uh, I think the one thing that changed a lot was when we went to video. You know the song, Video Killed the Radio Star? Well, it pretty much got to us, and we could see our sales going down. Ever since we went to video, you see people going to BitChute, and then they don't go to our website, and they don't buy any products. You see how that works? Well, I never thought about that. You know, it was like, okay, well. So uh, it's a long story, but then we have all kinds of people uh, don't have enough money because of inflation and the people are frightened about. It. So the long story and short story is, is that uh, we are, are going to need to get more donations to keep us going. Otherwise we'll have to change the whole, the whole model thing. We'd like to put all of our videos on the website. Now that would be cool, right? Put them all on the website. So you're on the website and you have the products there and people say, Oh, I want to try some of but uh, that costs a whole bunch of money to do that. So we don't have that money right now to do that. So right now we just stay where we are. So that's my Torah tale. I could have done therapy with, uh, with uh, Hannah and it would have been a lot easier. But, you know, I just wanted to tell you. So that's the long story of if you'd like to donate to our site, you can go on and do a $10 a month deal. And, um, and you can do 10, 15 bucks a month, five bucks a month. And you can set up a, a repeating thing, and it just comes out automatically from, from your little credit card. So it's kind of fun. If you'd like to do that, that'd be cool, man. 
be totally cool. Where am I? Oh, with this one, yeah. I think we have a few more days left with our Father's Day sale with Sir Thrival. And we got a lot of uh, stuff for boys with Father's Day, and it's called ADAPT15. That's the promo code. The first supplement I like to take in the morning, right after I wake up, is Pine Pollen Pure Potency, or P4. This is Cirque Rival's flagship testosterone and androgen support formula. It's made with the pollen of pine trees, which is rich in testosterone, androstenedione, DHEA, and a bunch of plant sterols. These are all substances, phytochemicals, that support the body's natural androgens, or male hormones. Of course, men and women are using this product, but usually it's men in andropod. Men after age 40 whose testosterone production has started to decline. Many of Sir Thrival supplements can be taken any time of day, but Pine Pollen Pure Potency, it's important that you take at very specific times of the day. Now it can be taken once, twice, or three times, depending on how much you want to supplement yourself with the phytoandrogens found in it. But the key is taking it at morning, right upon waking, midday or noon, and then again right before bed. So once, twice, or three times, a day but always at those times and that's because that's when your body's naturally producing its own testosterone and all we want to do is amplify that sine wave we don't want to start to take testosterone at a time where our body's purged it from the bloodstream instead we want to take it at a time where those levels are already spiking and we're just subtly helping to increase them this product tastes fantastic I think of it like an orange creamsicle and that's because in addition to that subtle pine flavor there's a little bit of orange peel Tahitian vanilla vanilla bean, cloves, and then a little bit of maple syrup just to give it this nice kind of sweet orange flavor. So it's really delicious and easy to take. So if you're looking to increase your testosterone or androgen levels and you want an alternative to pharmaceutical testosterone replacement therapies, there's nothing that does it better than pine pollen, pure potency. Uh, when is pine, uh, Father's Day anyway? Hannah, do you know when Father's Day is? I believe it's this Sunday, Patrick. Oh, this Sunday? Like, like, like Sunday, Sunday from two days. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> My dad's in heaven, so I guess I can just send him a a telepathic Father's Day thing. Anyway, so this sale I think is going to go on until uh, about the nineteenth. So if you'd like to try it, it's Adapt Fifteen. It's the promo code Adapt Fifteen. Fifteen percent off on all the things that have to do with the little boys, dad, uh, pine pollen, elk velvet antler, colostrum, and I, you know. Some other things may be on sale. You'll see it on the website, promo code one radio. There's a product that I've known about for a long time and just ordered some more, and it's called BioAge. It's really a nice product. It was created by this Russian scientist, uh, by the Russian government. Yeah, the Russian government said, we want you, Dr. Michael Kiriak, to create a bunch of microalgaes that would help us be big and strong, especially for our athletes, because the Russians wanted to win more gold medals from the with the other countries, because that's what countries do. So he did this, and he uh, worked for quite a few years on it, combining different microalgaes together, and he actually created them in a self-contained unit using very deep water, so there was no exposure to the elements. Pretty cool stuff. And then when the Soviet Union broke up, um, you know, breaking up is hard to do. And so um, 
he just went out on his own after a few years and started doing it because the Russian government cut off the funding for this. So it's called BioAge, and there's uh, uh, different microalgae, spirulina, dontelina, salina, some stuff I can't even pronounce, but very, very unique and a wide range of microalgaes all mixed together. And spirulina are two of the big ones there. And trust, trace elements and all kinds, astaxanthin, all kinds of cool stuff in there. So it might be something that you'd want to look at. It's on the website of oneradionetwork.com, oneradionetwork.com. We have the Pearl Sim, which is back in stock. Pearl Sim is made from real pearl from um, pristine lakes in China. Uh, Dr. Rulin Shu's um, family looks after the lakes. They're really in a beautiful area. You know, people think about China as being like totally, absolutely polluted. Anything for China is bad. That's a little carried away. Uh, they've, got their, they've got their issues for sure. But there's some beautiful country where teas are grown um, and herbs and uh, all kinds of beautiful places in China. The cities are worth what's we're really having a hard time. Anyway, so Rulin Shu figured out how to micro uh, kind of process these real pearl and put them into a powder called Pearl Seum. And you brush your teeth with it and really makes your teeth all sparkly and very cool. And it actually helps the teeth to fill in little crests, crests, crafts, and whatever, crevices. And it's, it's, it's just a great product. So if you'd like to get some, you can get the powder or you can also get capsules and take the capsules for uh, calcium that will go into your bones and not into your arteries like most calciums. So it's a great product. It is Pearl Seum and I'd click on it on oneradionetwork.com and I think you'll, I think you'll really enjoy it. Pearl Seum, Pearl Seum, Pearl Seum, Pearl Seum. Broadcasting live, weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Friday show with Patrick Tim, uh, Patrick Timpone and Hannah Walliser up in the great state of Pennsylvania. You have groundhogs up there too. Do you, you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? I love that movie. I yes. really love that movie. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> I love Bill Murray movies. <laughs> just, just great. Do you have groundhogs? Out? You have prairie dogs? No, we, we have um, deer, and um, we have a lot of raccoons. We have a lot of raccoons, foxes. We have little foxes, stuff like that. Buffalo. We got a little buffalo too. Yeah. 